The following is satirical. Donald Trump is literally Hitler. His fascist agenda is calling for strict gun control and the disarming of the American public. His evil tactics can only be played out if the public becomes defenseless to his power. Not only is he trying to take away the public's right to defend themselves, but he is also attempting to silence the speech of those who oppose him. By vilifying and othering the political opposition, he is greenlighting incivility. He is the face of his party. The party of identity politics and race baiting. We must look to those of moral superiority like Don Lemon, Beto O'Rourke, and Hillary Clinton as guides for truth, honesty, and character. Because Trump is literally Hitler. Those who support him are Nazis. And Nazis must be stopped at all costs. Even though President, Tr President Trump has not called for the genocide of any peoples, he's still worse than Hitler. Because I, I read it in the New York Times. Trump is radicalizing more white people than ISIS, and his supporters are the greatest terror threat the United States faces. It is time for us to stand up against this evil and vote for socialist agendas. Wait, aren't, aren't Nazis socialist? Wait a minute. Welcome to the Manning Up Podcast. Hopefully you like that little satirical excerpt. Uh, I was looking at the news today and I was baffled at all of the all of the dishonest reporting, all of the blatant lies coming from the media. But hey, am I really that surprised or is that just the media? So last last podcast on Tuesday, I ended with saying that San Francisco is in a crisis of homelessness. And I want to get I want to give you guys some background because I don't think that I efficiently and adequately describe the situation that's going on there. So just to read a little bit from San Francisco Chronicle here, let me see if I can pull it up. The title reads poop needles rats homeless camp pushes San Francisco neighborhood to the edge. One awful experience on one unremarkable city block represent the hellscape that has infuriated many San Francisco residents. So just by that, just by that, that alone, you, you, you are enticed to continue reading. It is, it is great, great, uh, journalism right here. So here we go. This is from San Francisco, San Francisco Chronicle in quotations. There is a suitcase full of human. Shh, I'll let you use your imagination on what that word is, of human shh on the corner of ISIS and 13th, the email read. Last night, I had to threaten violence to a man smoking crystal meth on my front porch. This morning, my two-year-old son and I watched a rat rummage through the trash in our gutter. Here's another quote. Things have been getting worse and worse on my block since 2010, and the city does nothing to fix it. There are endless... Quotes. I mean, the people of San Francisco 
are sick of what is going on in their city. What was once a beautiful city in Northern California is now home to a huge homeless epidemic where there are tent cities, where there is human feces covering the streets of San Francisco, where needles and rats are are commonplace on the sidewalks. Like this is this is what San Francisco is now. I, I encourage you to go Google what it is like there. I mean, when I talked about this last podcast about how these homeless people are getting sores all over their bodies, this is alarming. This is a national problem and it is not being addressed at all. The only way that I found out about this was through a tweet. It was through a video of homeless people in San Francisco, people trying to raise the awareness because the only thing that we see in the media is all the politics. We only see stuff about the migrant caravan coming up from uh, Honduras and through Mexico. Whoa, through through Mexico. That's all we see. We only see Donald Trump's rhetoric. We only see the uh, mass violence that are that's taking place uh, in places like Florida, in places like Pittsburgh, in places like Chicago. That's all we're we're getting in our in our media. But there is a at home problem that needs to be solved. And I posed the question to you guys on Tuesday: How are we going to solve that problem? And I I I hinted that maybe I have the answer to that. And I don't have a problem to the sores. I don't have a problem to the infections necessarily, but I have an answer. I have the answer to those problems in a sense of what caused those. What, where did that sprout from? Because they don't just arise out of nowhere. Those are what I am suggesting is that these are negative externalities of an original of an original action. These are consequences from an action. And so let me, let me get into this a little bit. The, the West specifically in California and in Portland and Seattle, places like big cities, they believe that there is no absolute truth that whatever works for you works for you. Like your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. There's no, there's no good. And whatever works for you, man, like that is their whole mentality. And there is no virtue, there is no true evil, it is all relative, and it is all subjective. So, with that type of mindset, what what is going to happen? You, you, by having that mindset, are accepting a culture of hedonism. Hedonism, let me explain what hedonism is to you. It is the, the school of thought that teaches that the pursuit of pleasure in your own life is the most important goal. So if I'm seeking out pleasure as the most important goal, what is going to happen? My instincts, my desires are going to win out. My rational, uh, critical thinking is going to become second class to my uh, animal animalistic instincts. And what happens when our animalistic instincts take over our critical analysis. Well, let me give you one example, something that is a problem in the United States. This whole Me Too movement, sexual assault, this is sexual assault, rape, all these things happen when you don't have this understanding of of a, 
of a morality, when everything is so relative, when you believe that your own pleasure is the most important thing in life, that this is what's going to happen. When all your care, all you care about is desire, is uh, is um, the desires of your flesh. When all you care about is satisfying those desires, what's going to happen when you have a guy who all he wants is sexual gratification? He's going to get that. He doesn't believe in in a morality. He doesn't believe in virtue. That person is going to gratify his desires at all costs. This is merely an externality of that thought process. If you believe that pleasure is the most important thing, your own pleasure is the most important thing, and that there is no absolute truth, there is no good, there is no evil, it is all whatever is good for you, whatever your truth is, then this this in your own mind, if you accept that, then it can't be bad. It's merely just how it is, man. That's just that's just how it works. And it infuriates me because their own policies, living out their own liberal agenda is causing these issues. You don't see this in places like Texas. You don't see this in rural Ohio. You don't see this in places that inculcate values, that inculcate virtues. And the only way that we can fix these problems is by changing the culture that has produced them. We have to re inst- uh, we need to re-inculcate virtue into the public. So virtue ties directly, hand, they're hand in hand with, I guess if you want to say the word sin, then you can, but virtue and, and sin. If you want to talk about the seven deadly sins and you're going to talk about uh, the seven, uh, gosh, what's the terminology? I'm just going to say the seven most important, important virtues, those being uh, chastity or a purity, temperance or an equanimity, a humanity, or charity, diligence, patience, kindness, humility. All these things are good things. Mercy, forgiveness, modesty, satisfaction, compassion, persistence, effort, effortfulness. All these things are, are a part of virtue, living a virtuous life. I've been reading a lot of, gosh, uh, Stoicism, Marcus Aurelius's meditations, and he he talks about living a virtuous life. And even back then, without a religion, without without a um, a spiritual design to the to life, I guess they they believed in gods, but it wasn't the type of um, Judeo Christian worldview that we have now. But even back then, you can rationally get to a point where living a virtuous life is the best life. But when you, when you don't accept these as truth, when you don't accept virtue over sin, then you are producing this type of culture, this type of culture that breeds lust. It, gre- it breeds gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. Those are the seven deadly sins. Those, those, I'm not trying to pontificate. I'm not trying to talk down or to act as if I don't do these things. Okay. I I do. I, I am, I am guilty of it 100%. But if we're not calling things out, then we're not going to get better. If I'm not looking at my own life and saying, how can I eliminate these, these things? How can I be less lustful? Which would, uh, I mean, if I'm living in lust and I'm just, I have no reason not to commit any type of se- of um, sexual immoral, sorry, sexually impure or type of sexual abuse um, action. 
when I, when I don't believe that there's a differentiation between virtue and sin, then I have no reason not to live that kind of lifestyle. And so I guess this is where I want to leave you. I want to leave you where you can look and you can say, I see the places that have inculcated virtue. I see the people that are embodying virtue. I see the way that they live their life. I see how happy they are, how joyful they are, how successful they are. I see what their actions produce. And then I look at people who live in lust. I look at people who are consumed by pride, consumed by sloth, that is laziness, consumed by your laziness, consumed by wrath, by your anger. That's going to spin you into a negative spiral down into depression and hatred. And I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to get into that. But my point is look into the world, look at the role models of virtue, look at those who epitomize virtue, and then look at those who epitomize the seven deadly sins. I'm not trying to be religious about this. I'm not trying to talk down. I'm merely just giving you guys another perspective because especially here at uni- at um, Ohio State University, when we talk about all these different philosophies and the meaninglessness of life and I'm in all these cognitive neuroscience courses right now, there's it's all it's all fairly relative. It all is very meaningless and and especially in our culture, this idea of relativism, if it works for you, it works for you. It infuriates me because there's no, there's no, there's no absolute truth. And I feel like if you just looked around, you can see the absolute truth living its own life in each person. Absolute truth is right before your eyes. Just look at the world. Look at the world and you will see it. You can see where absolute truth fails and that's called sin. Well, it's not absolute truth failing, it's people failing. That's sin. But virtue remains the same. I think, I, all right, I've gone way too far off on this tangent. I want to get into my cultural critique because it is happy. This is this is great. It's Jason Mraz. I don't know if you've listened to his music before. I, de- I bet that you have heard his voice. I bet that you've heard other songs like I'm Yours and Lucky. And here is Have It All by Jason Mraz. I was listening to it on the radio and it just brightens your mood. Hopefully you guys like it. Auspiciousness and causes of success. May you have the confidence to always do your best. May you take no effort in your being generous. Sharing what you can, nothing more, nothing less. May you know the meaning of the word happiness. May you always lead from the beating in your chest. May you be treated like an esteemed guest. May you get to rest, may you catch your breath. May the best of your todays be the worst of your tomorrows. Whoa! May the
So there it is. That's pretty much today's podcast. I hope that you like the new logo. If you saw it, the new profile picture for the podcast. I want to thank my uncle who does who did a great job with that design. And as well, I just actually I just put up a new Instagram page. It's at Manning period up period media. You can go ahead and follow it for updates, any types of memes, news, whatever, whatever I'm going to be posting on there, maybe clips of the podcast. Just go ahead, go on to Instagram and give it a follow. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll see you guys on Saturday. This has been the Manning up podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day.